listening to the Worship Distributed Podcast. This is Stephen Wagamont. And Stephen Hodge. And we're happy to uh, have some time uh, together today to talk and some time with you uh, today to talk. You know, a lot's been going on in the uh, worship ministry at First Baptist Church Leesburg uh, since really, well, I, really the whole last year, but yeah. September got pretty pretty busy. We, we opened the building at Village Park, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And uh, we started a choir and, you know, a second service there. Well, we already had two services, but it was actually a, a different sound and different feel where the first one was uh, you really kind of, I guess, uh, you know, a blend of, you know, everything. It's pretty much a blend, yeah. And really 11, 11 kind of is a blend too, but it just really leans heavily towards towards modern music, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we launched that, and uh, at the time, Stephen was leading at South Campus. Uh, I was leading at Downtown in Village Park, and we would rotate also as well. And so he'd sometimes go to Village Park, and sometimes eleven downtown, and we would yeah. just really trying to get all that going. And, and it, it got it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it got it got busy fast, man. It, yeah, it went from um, you know just kind of really we've all we're always kind of working i mean we're always working and working hard and and busy but it went to multiple nights of rehearsal i think you know at any given moment either he or i was out tuesday night wednesday night and thursday night and sunday morning of course which is what we do and then steven was most regularly out sunday night as well doing a p.m service at our south campus so you know after that was going on for a while i mean if we're brutally honest it was it was pretty tough. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't get speeding tickets on Sunday morning <laughs> going from South Campus to Village Park. The way I drive too, like uh, it's uh, which is you know not righteous, uh, <laughs> unlike uh, Senior Pastor Clipley, who <laughs> righteously obeys every law, which is very good and distressing <laughs> when you're riding with him because it's slow. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so for yeah, I don't know how we didn't. Yeah, because you had to go all the way from South Campus, which is seven miles from downtown, to the Village Park Campus, which is another seven miles. Yeah. So it's a fourteen mile trek, and you had just a minimal amount of time to do it. I'm trying to get from Village Park to downtown, yeah. and sometimes then back from downtown to Village Park. And if you know the area at all, there are lights everywhere. Lights everywhere. And the highway that we travel on is terrible there's traffic everywhere i mean sundays aren't quite as sundays bad sundays aren't but... as bad but especially depending on the time of the year too though because when we get towards where uh our friends from the north who yeah. we love very much wonderful people come down it uh increases the traffic flow and, yes. and uh you know introduces a few more styles of driving to the road that can make things complicated yes <laughs> there was literally one sunday i hit every single red light and i'm stressing I'm like, I'm not going to make it on time. And you know that we are, I mean, we're pretty tight on time. We are scheduled with where we need to be. Um, we're, we're live streamed across our campuses. We were simulcasting. And uh, I hit every single red light. And I got, I pulled into the Village Park campus at 10.58. And I ran on stage. And ah. Phil handed me my belt pack for my ears and my microphone. And I sat down. And we went. The countdown was already started and everything. So we, it that was a, I think I was even out of breath the first yeah, song. I've had those moments over the years, especially trying to get back to downtown for the 945 service when we were at yeah. the American Legion Hall. And 
there were just many Sundays, honestly, where I walked in at 9.43 for a 9.45 service. Yeah. Um, one of our guys uh, or gals in the choir got the choir warmed up out to their seats, and I'm literally walking in while Abby's doing the same thing, handing me a microphone, yeah. body pack. I'm flipping over my iPad to have the service up, and I walk on the stage, and I'm like, good morning, church. Let's stand, yes. Let's stand and worship. You know what? That's what we do. Like We're totally cool with that. Uh, we love to work, and we want worship to be successful at this awesome church, of course. And, yeah. and obviously, uh, for, for the Lord and for God's church, uh, no doubt. But... but um, you know, it really kind of, it got really heavy coming into the Christmas season, all that moving around and being out really, you know, many nights out of the week. Um, and just kind of this crazy God thing, uh, not to be cliche with that, but, you know, uh, over, and we're going to introduce this guy to you. We'll bring him on uh, one day and let you meet him, but it's a fellow named Greg Thomas. And uh, over the course of about, you know, a year, I would see Greg sitting out in the 945 service uh, downtown, yeah. and uh, which is our choir orchestra service and and all that, and and he sat right down front and just when we were singing, I mean the guy just sang like he was there with his wife and he just would sing and just really respond and I, and it was very noticeable, but it wasn't done to be noticed, which you can kind of tell the difference, you know, and especially after you do it a while, you know, you can kind of tell when somebody's really trying yeah. to be noticed and someone is not and yeah but he his just heart just pours out when he worships i mean this guy and uh, i noticed it and really because of schedule things never was able really to talk to him you know because it finished 9 45 and there's a 15 turn 15 minute turnaround to a whole new service at 11 with a whole new groups of people and a whole new music yeah. um but one day he, Greg and I uh, just interacted quickly, and I just told him, I was like, man, you are my, like, worship buddy at 945. I love seeing you out there. It's an encouragement every week. And um, sure enough, as time passed, you know, we just – we had that engagement, and then uh, time passed. We He called one day and says, hey, I want to, you know, take you to lunch. And so we went to lunch, and we just had this really great time together. He was super encouraging. I mean, one of the most encouraging, like, 45 minutes I think I've ever had. Really was almost so over the top. I had to be just like, come on, man, let's just quit being so nice to me because I'm a terrible guy. Like, I don't really match up with what you're like, with, with what you're saying. And, and um, in that conversation, uh, he opened up a little bit about his past as being a bivocational worship leader and even having a few times of being a full-time and, and that didn't really, you know, process because this was a while ago. And, uh, but we kind of kept that relationship up. And then um, he and his wife started going out of the village park and he started stepping in to do the invitation for me because I had to leave and I couldn't stay to sing the, or lead the invitation song. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, hey, this guy's singing to the choir because he had hopped in the village park choir. You know, he's got a nice voice, you know, and he's, he has experience in worship leading, you know, let's just. Maybe he'll do it. He was absolutely glad to do it, so he did it for a while. Well, next thing you know, you know, we've we're just running ragged, and and you know, honestly, what we needed was one more person to come on. And I mean, yeah. obviously, you can see where this is going, but God just used all these steps with Greg, and we were able to hire Greg to start. When was it? I mean, it was a few weeks, just a few weeks ago, maybe yeah. a month ago. Like I don't even know if a month ago. I think it was maybe three weeks less than, ago, less than a month weeks, ago, yeah. and so. Um, we we brought Greg on board, 
and um, he is now our worship leader at our South Campus. So yeah. he plans and prepares and leads the 945 service there, which is the only service they have. Uh, and then Stephen was moved from South Campus to Village Park, and he leads both 830 and 11. Then I'm just, just downtown now, and I do the 945 and 11 uh, yeah. at downtown. And so we um, now – it's just like wonderful it's because it's a weird schedule. It's, it's so, so it's normal. So, yeah, I feel yeah, we feel normal because it's like um, you know, Tuesday night, Stephen does his rehearsals and then he's done. <laughs> Wednesdays are so weird. And then Wednesday night I do all my rehearsals and then I'm done. And Greg <laughs> does all his rehearsals and he's done. And there's no no more, you know, extra you know, Stephen's only one out one night a week. I'm only out one night a week. Uh, and it's it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing thing. The, the first Wednesday night, I was so restless. I I came home, and uh, I just closed my eyes for just a little bit, and um, I'm used to going back to rehearsal at 6. Right. And uh, I wake up about – got home about 5, woke up about 5.30 in a panic, thinking, oh, no, I did not get there on time. I'm not set up. This is going to be rough. And Megan's like, "Hey, you don't, you don't have rehearsal tonight." And it was just a, I made dinner that night. <laughs> I watched some TV. It was just nice to spend some time. It, with it almost it probably awesome. feels a little sacrilegious to it not did. be at church on I Wednesday did. I night. I felt so right? guilty. Yeah. I felt so guilty. <laughs> you get so trained on that Tuesday night rehearsals. I haven't quite got adjusted to that either. You know, it's kind of a strange turnaround. It's a quicker turnaround. Right. But, you know, it works so well in our people. It works well for our people. It really does, and, you know, Wednesdays at downtown need to stay Wednesdays at downtown because that's just kind of been the way rehearsals have been done for a very, very long time. And it's it's not really worth, you know, changing. But but the advantage with Village Park is is that's a brand-new setup. That, that, you know, I mean, the campus has been around for a while, but actually having a a choir and a band and and those kind of things and a space to rehearse them is new. And you established it, you know, we established it that way, and now you're just making that work, yeah. you know. And, of course, the advantage to this is is if Steven's out or Greg or myself is out, we have coverage on, you know, those nights. Yeah. So I could, if Steven needed to, you know, if Steven was sick or went on vacation or I was sick or went on vacation, you know, I could cover his night or he could cover my night, you know, just depending yeah. on, you know, what's going on. So. Uh, that's a great thing. You know, another blessing was the um, the transition from you at the South Campus, you know, going to Village Park. Um, you know, our South Campus has been around for, you know, really a couple years now. Um, interesting beginning, not your normal church plant launch, yeah. you know, really kind of a, a, a different setup. And there's such wonderful people, such gracious people. And, um, and, and there's been some you know, maybe some difficult times, you know, down there, here or there. And we were we were concerned about, you know, you having been there, you know, your first ministry gig, really. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you came there, and uh, they're a predominantly senior adult mm-hmm. population, uh, which makes sense because that, that area is a predominantly yeah. senior adult retirement, retirement community, right? And, uh, and you know, and it's it, it's great because you're, you're like, you're a great guy. You've got this, you know, they, they knew you when you were single and engaged, and then they were with you through, you know, coming back from, yes. you know, wedding and honeymoon. And 
and they got to celebrate that with you and 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 everybody loves the you know the the sweet young guy with his with his new bride grandson and, and yeah granddaughter. They treat you like a grand, grandson <laughs> and a granddaughter you know uh and um you know and so it was hard because you know moving you out of that i, kn- I know it was something we were concerned about you know how they would respond and i know you struggled a little bit with it it was tough it was tough not not that's not that I wasn't excited about Village Park or sure. about the future of the ministry, but you know this was. Uh, I came in last January, um, like Stephen said, it was my first full time ministry position, and and man, I was stoked. And these people just brought me in from day one and just loved on me and Megan, and um, we saw the ministry grow. We saw the choir grow the band grow media team grow uh and you know these people um, they were i mean they're just servants and and so when you know my first initial reaction to um a transition was without prayer without seeing what god would want it was (laughs) no i don't think so i don't think that's gonna work no (laughs) it's a very arrogant response and well you weren't okay yeah i mean well i mean i mean it was i mean Seriously, I didn't. I didn't think at all. It was just a. I love these people. Right. I want to stay here. This ain't gonna work. That's a natural reaction yes. to being pushed out of something where you're comfortable and into potential conflict. Yes. But then you know, I, I talked to Megan. I was like, "We gotta pray about this," because and she was nervous too. Because uh, my wife, I know she wouldn't mind me saying this, but she's she's more introverted than I am. Sure. And. Uh, takes her a while to get to know people a little bit more and um i mean she's an amazing person it's just she just she's a little yeah, shy it's, it's a personality it's a personality yeah, it's totally she's a little shy yeah, a lot of people like and that. the people really understood that and were gracious towards that and um she developed these relationships you know being away from family too i mean we're over a thousand miles away from our family and you know that's that's a little difficult our grandparents are in their older ages and you know we don't get to be around them and and our parents and so um, they really just kind of adopted us into that role, and um, I saw this to say we started praying about it, and um, just began to feel a release that um, God was providing someone. And this was this was even before we really knew that we really knew about Greg. I mean, we were talking about what are we going to do because we got we knew we had to make a transition, um, and so it was just a and then. God brought brought Craig into the picture, and it was just a you know I could feel of anybody else more to release a position to. He's such yeah, an and incredible that's, that's man. What, that's what's like crazy about it um, is you know, and I know you struggle with it, but I actually and, and we'll talk about the Greg thing. But I actually remember one day you came to me. I think it, it was either on that Sunday we talked or or the next day. But you had finished. You you said you were just in the middle of leading worship, and it was like you felt like God released you yep. to be able to make the transition and be okay with it. Like in yeah. your spirit, like you felt kind of like that, that pressure, that tension yeah. kind of just dissipate. It was honestly, it was an incredible feeling because um, we had talked about it the week before. And so I was just really two weeks before that. And, you know, struggling, uh, leading worship on stage thinking, you know, what's going to happen here? You know, what are we going to do? And we're in the middle of this um, time of worship and it was just a, I mean, it was just a presence that came over me, and I was just like, I don't know. You can't really describe those Holy Spirit moments, um, 
Right. You know, you just have to have one. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, from that from that moment on, then God just started putting all these pieces together, and um, you know, I was a little worried about how the transition would be um, received, and we were so pleased by how well it was received and and we didn't begin to think you know that this would be difficult on village park as well because they've only known Stephen Walgamot as their worship pastor for the past five years yeah, since it started like I've, I've been the only guy yeah like doing it the building's yeah. only been since September but the campus has been in existence for five years nearly five yeah, years well, maybe more yeah I can't, I can't remember exactly but yeah we started years ago in the colony college plaza and then you yeah know, the rec center and then moved to the american legion and then now you know so you were their worship pastor for all those years right. way longer than i was at south campus um and so then we began to think wow this transition might be you know it's change is never easy on anybody um we didn't think there's going to be like an uproar or anything but across our campuses but god just began to settle hearts and minds and People received it well, and um, well, we're seeing it, growth in the ministry. Right, and that's, and what, that's what's wild is that, you know, we, we were concerned about it because it's a change. And, and it is one of those things where, like, you know, I mean, we know how churches are. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, people are people in any organization. But, you know, there's something, you know, you know, you and I, you know, we grew up in church, so we, we've seen, you know, we've seen this kind of stuff. And, yeah, you know, when something happens like that and you have change, and sometimes when there's multiple changes within a short period of time, you know, it can really create some unrest, and, yeah. and we were concerned about it. But, you know, that, that just really goes back to, like, you know, God really showing up in a huge way for us with Greg, you know. And, uh, and we, you know, Greg's an awesome dude, and so, like, he, you know, he would be, like, so frustrated right now that we keep saying his name. <laughs> um and, love you, and, Greg. And we love you. Yeah. And, but we give, you know, we give God the glory in, in all of this and how he set this up. Um, but but basically, you know, the thing with Greg is that uh, he, he's he's an older guy, not old, but he's older than us. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like he would be like a young retired, but he's still working. He's, he owns his own business and does a great job. He has a lot of experiences in a lot of different church backgrounds and has talent. And on top of that is a super duper godly guy. Like, mm-hmm. like, lo- like, I mean, loves, loves Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> like, loves Jesus. Like, can't talk about him with welling up with tears. Like, he gets emotional just in, you know, regular conversation about what yes. God's done in his life. And he's so careful and, and almost to a fault of, you know, not letting you even <laughs> talk to him without. You know, like, hey, man, he did a great job, you know, on uh, planning that. He's like, you know, man, it was just only Jesus, man. Don't don't give me the credit for it. And you're like, okay, Greg, okay, <laughs> right. But, like, and, you know, God brought this guy in our path in such a weird way and uh, used his past in, in – and then, of course, where he is now to – really be like I was praying my prayer in this process was that that God would move in the hearts of the people as Greg came in and that Greg would be anointed by God as he leads and would be a balm you know like a soothing balm like a like a healing ointment on their hurt souls if they experience hurt over you leaving yeah and um Man, Stephen, like you like you said, I mean, if God didn't go like above and beyond, right. uh, I mean, it was just all the stories of people walking up to you even before the word really got out, but was kind of getting out, and they're just like, "Look, man, 
we uh, don't want you to go, but to be honest with you, in our hearts, we've known this is what needs to happen, and we've known where you need to be, and yeah. we support you, and we love you. Just kind of over and over, like those kind of things yeah. like happening. And, and it was just adding on to the uh, – watching God work, I, I'm trying to think of the word I'm, I'm looking for, but it just added on to the, um, just this beautiful picture of ease of this transition. Right. And I, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. I, I just had more peace about it more and more and right. more. And, um, and, and what's nice for me, you know, being in, in a sense, like in charge of the worship ministry, was that, you know, I have a guy like you who I trust implicitly that I know is a godly dude that loves the church, loves this church, loves the Lord, loves worship, and works hard to now turn over a campus to another guy that is the same, you know, that is godly and loves God's church, loves this church, mm-hmm. and of course, like we said, loves Jesus and works hard and, yeah. and lead, you know, and, and, the nice thing I think about our team is that I believe that each of us, when we lead, we lead with passion. You know, we lead with just a heart that God has glorified. And, and, yeah. um, and like you said, so now that we've done this, uh, you know, even with the village park transition, I mean, that, that was smooth as, you know, warm yeah. butter, you know, I mean, that was like, you know, no problem. Um, so, you know, having that happen, you know, we, we've now seen God, like, continue to move. And like you said, ministries have grown and people are, you know, joining Greg's choir at South awesome. and your choir at VP. And Can we I'm just say, to, like, VP, before, the, before we moved into the building, there was no choir. There right. was a small praise team and praise band. They were awesome. Every Sunday, yeah. Every Sunday was me Sunday morning for, like, 30 minutes. They'd come prepared, and we would sing, do two services, 15 minutes music back to back. Yes. And now we are in February, and there are 45 people enrolled in the Village Park Choir, which... It's mind blowing yeah, to it's, me. It's crazy. So before the transition, when you and I talked about this and we decided, okay, we know we're going to launch a choir, uh, it was just nuts. Like we did our, we planned the, um, the big kind of 2019 music ministry. You know, here's what we're going to do. We had a great turnout for that. A lot of yeah. people in the fellowship hall. It was a great night of worship and just talking through our plans and dreams. And then, so that was for everybody from all three campuses. And then. You know, September rolls around, and a couple weeks later, you know, we're like, okay, we're going to do a choir. So, you know, I'm still there, you know, at 8.30 at the time. And so I'm just like, you know, we're going to do Tuesday nights because I couldn't do Wednesday. So yeah, we're going to do, you know, we're going to do Tuesday nights at 6 o'clock. And, you know, opening opening rehearsal, we had like 25 people there. Yeah. You know, and then over the time, up to 30 to 35. And, and now, you know, as you've transitioned in, up to 40 to 45. It's and awesome. It's just awesome. You know, yeah. God's really doing some incredible things, and and he he gets all the all the credit for it. I mean, it's a for a guy like me. You know, my tendency is to to be a fixer and want to solve everything, and 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 you know, I can do anything kind of thing. It's just a reminder mm-hmm. that you know, you know what I you know what I can't do. Like I can't I can't put people in the right place at the right time like God can with somebody like Greg. Yeah, you know, like like God can with the timing of Village Park and 
the timing of these things. And I, I, you know, I can't soothe people's inner hurts like God can. And, and like he did and like he showed us. And it's just, it was a really good spiritual moment for me because it, it was really hard. Like September to December really was, was difficult. Like it was tough. Like it was tough. Yeah. You know, being out three nights a week, you know, missed all the, you know, all the soccer games just about, you know, or I'd cut rehearsal short and I would just like drive to the soccer field and catch like the last five minutes of the game, you know, yeah. our kids and wife are super gracious and super loving and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, being gone so much, you know, was, was tough, you know, but, um, yeah. it's part of it, you know, and it's learning and, and, uh, you know, we do what we have to do. This is what we're called to do. And we work, we work hard, but, God really, you know, as we we sought Him in this, you know, like we said, He He really provided. So, so now, you know, three separate campuses that you know we worship as one, and we've got three worship leaders, yeah. you know, one at each campus, and growing ministries, and we've had the privilege to hear in just a couple of days we'll have brought all the choirs together in this new setup for a second time. Yeah, um, and I think we. Had over a hundred people on stage just a few weeks ago on yeah, a Sunday night awesome. for a, the most crazy night of prayer and Lord's Supper we've yeah. ever had at First Baptist yeah. Leesburg. It was unbelievable. We just wanted to keep going. I wanted to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, we did Thou O Lord and Alpha and Omega and Oh Four Thousand Tongues to Sing, and then at the end you you did your your favorite song of all time. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, I like this I, arrangement. Like arrangement. I know, I know. I think, I think it's, it, I think it's Russell Malden. I think, I think, what, I think it's Russell yes, Malden. But uh, he knows what he's doing. He, it, especially on that one, man, he, he nailed it. Uh, but we did Izzy Worthy, and um, and I just, I, you know, I thought the, you know, either uh, I don't know how the whole world's gonna end. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know how that's going down. But I felt like, you know, Jesus could have totally come back like, right there. Could have wrapped it up like at the end of that because it was just. I gave you this really awkward high five <laughs> on the stage because I just didn't know what to do with myself, and and uh, uh, it was it was an amazing night. So I, I praise God for that and what He's doing. Yes, um, you know I was uh, I was telling you when we we were kind of chatting before starting to record. Um, I, I've had like a neat couple days yesterday uh, for the first time in quite a while. I I did kind of a teaching slash sermon, you know, uh, for our uh, women's event that we have on Tuesdays. Tuesdays, all gals at the Village Park campus. Tuesday morning starts around 9 o'clock. So you definitely, ladies, if you're listening to that, yeah, you want to check that out. Uh, Stephen and I and Abby and some others, when they're in town, Paula and others, you know, we, um, and Phil and David, you know, we we go out there and kind of handle worship and tech stuff. Yeah. so we we get the uh, the privilege to do that, and so anyways, uh, this semester they're doing a new thing for the teaching where they've asked like our pastoral leadership staff to do the different uh, sermons each week, not sermons, but you know like teaching, yeah. and they're in this the focus is on hope. So Cliff went week one, and we were doing signups, and and I usually avoid these things, but you know I thought you know what I like tag, I'm already gonna be there, I might as well I might as well do one of them. You know, um, and so uh, I signed up for the second week, which was uh, just Tuesday, yesterday. Uh, and um, mine was on how to develop hope from Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. And, man, I just had, like, the best time uh, really, like, taking that passage and studying it and just looking into it and, 
you know, finding ways to deliver that in a way that would be, you know, helpful mm-hmm. to the ladies. And I mean, it was, it was really helpful, you know, for me, you know, pulling that together and, uh, and just kind of seeing, seeing that work out, you know? Um, so I, I taught that yesterday and, uh, one of the, one of the, you know, takeaways, first of all, that I took from the first part of it was to remember Jesus. That was my first point, you know, in developing hope, you know, the first thing we've got to do is remember Jesus because I, I really feel like oftentimes we are so, especially Christians in, in our culture, we're so saturated with Jesus things Mm-hmm. that we we can forget Jesus. And I don't mean to be cliche with that, but I just mean that, you know, we we can turn on Christian radio, we can turn on our sermon podcast, we can turn on our we can get our Bible app and pop it up on our phone and and we could kind of, you know, check the boxes. We can we can do the things, we can you and I especially, you know, we sit in our offices and we're in a church. Like we yeah. that is our job. We are in a church. We're not we're not really put under the you can be in a church, but if in our situation in such a wonderful place, we're not really put under the pressure to like have to fight back against, you know, secularism, you know, around yeah. us and, and, you know, choose to, yeah you know, do right. You know, I mean, it's easy to choose to do right in our setting, sure. you know? And yeah. so I think a lot of times we can get so saturated with Jesus things that, that we can miss Jesus. You know, we can stop and not, re- we cannot, we can keep going and not stop and remember, mm-hmm. you know, what Jesus did for us, you know? And, and that's a really big deal. Like, I know it sounds like really simple, but it, it is really simple. Like sometimes we just have to stop and be reminded that, you know, we were lost people that, that were walking in darkness. You know, John one tells us that we walked in darkness and we, we couldn't comprehend the light, you know, mm-hmm. the light came, but we, we just didn't understand it. We couldn't yeah. comprehend it. We didn't like it. Um, and you know, in that, that light came and even for the darkness that didn't comprehend it and didn't like it, that light, Jesus came and he lived the life he lived, you know, he went to the cross and on the cross, he bore like all of our burdens and all of our sin and all of our shame. And he, and he took it and he just like, he took it from us. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when somebody does that for you, I mean, like, I don't know if I, I just kind of remember like cartoons or different storylines when I was a kid, where if somebody saved someone else's life, that person that whose life they saved, like kind of followed them around forever to, to help them, you know, like, I'm always going to be here for you because you saved my life, you know, but like, you know, it's a simple storyline It's actually kind of like, obviously something that we think like if somebody, you know, like if somebody were to like save you, save your life. Like you would respect that person like immensely forever and, and would be willing to kind of do like anything for that person, like at any time, yeah. you know, but we had someone who actually like completely like gave his life for us uh, and is alive today because of the resurrection who says, now follow me, you know, like live for me. Like I've got you, like I've done all that. I've taken care of you, you know, and. And so the first thing was just to remember Jesus in the process of developing hope. The second one is to expect trials and tribulations because we know that they're going to come. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and what's crazy about Romans 5 is that it tells us to rejoice in it. And we actually see that Paul actually says that again later. And this is coming from a guy, Paul, who um, is definitely 
experienced in trials and tribulations. Yeah. You know, this is not a guy who who is just like coming up with some great Christian language and writing it down like, yeah, this is good. This is good right here. Like he actually <laughs> went through it. Yeah. And he says what? He said, rejoice in it. Mm-hmm. Like rejoice in the trials and tribulation. He says, and, and and there's a reason why we rejoice in it. We rejoice in it because first of all, God, you know, knows it's coming, so He lets us go through it. So God's in control. Second of all, it's because God's going to use it. Yeah. So hey, it's, it's great. It's, you know, now it's hard to say, right? I mean, it's it's easy. I mean. It's hard to put in practice. It's easy to say, but yes, okay, this is great. Okay, fine. I got a trial, but you know, if we immediately shift our focus, you know, on that trial that's trying to draw us away from worshiping the Lord, whatever it is, whether it's grief over loss or sickness or you know, undue treatment or whatever, yeah. betrayal or whatever that that causes us to to look at God and kind of be like, whoa, what's going on? You know, Paul says, hey, your first thought needs to be, okay, cool, a trial. Like, I'll take it. Let's go. I'm not happy about it, but I'm going to rejoice in it because I know I know who God is, and and you know, so I'm going to expect trials, and I'm going to be patient in the trial. Yeah, that one's hard for me. Is the patience one? You know, it's it's just like in a I'm trial. I'm an impatient person, right? <laughs> yes. You know, like I want to I want to get things over with. Like let's. You talked about being a fixer. You like to fix right. things. You know, how do you fix the situation is the biggest thing for me too. What can I do to? What can I do to to fix this? What can I do to to get out of this? And, and a lot of times I forget um, what Paul says, that it produces perseverance and it produces this. That's exactly right. Because we, we go into the trial, and, and right there in Romans 5, he says, he's like, you know that when you're in the trial, we rejoice in it because, because the trial will produce, like you said, perseverance. Perseverance. And, and James, I think it's James 1, 4, it, the word there, it's like, you know, and let patience have its perfect work perseverance and patience are in this sense kind of synonymous yeah in, in other words it's like you know hey when you hit a trial trial is producing patience in your life mm-hmm. because that patience the patience means you're gonna wait on God I'm gonna yeah. wait for God to move like Isaiah 40 31 right strength will rise as we wait, wait upon, the Lord. upon the Lord you know and, and it says those who wait on the Lord he will renew their strength that's right but the more we rush out and we try to fix things and try to solve things. See, we could have done that. You know, we could have done that in that September to December. Yeah. We could have tried to force an issue. And and I'm guilty of that on a regular, you know, try to force a fix. And 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 that was a trial, you know. It wasn't like the world's largest trial, but it was a trial. You know, it was a test. It was a time of of um of a little bit of tribulation, you know. It was it was tough. But but you know, Paul here says, you know, we rejoice in those times. Because it produces patience, which means, first of all, patience is something that can carry over later, right? Oh, I can handle this. So if there's another trial that comes along, which there likely will be, yeah, I, I've got a little bit more stamina now because I know I went through the last one. God didn't fail me there. He's not going to fail me in this one. I, I, I can hold out longer. you know. And are we going to fail in these? I mean, it's likely, maybe. Yeah, are we going to mess these things up? Yeah, it's likely, maybe. But, but patience, you know... Um, in these situations, it goes on to say perseverance, patience produces what? Produces character. Yeah. And that's tough because I think we have, you know, I know in my life, there is a lot of things that by this point in my Christian walk, I should have way more maturity and character in. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, and I think if, if a lot of our Christian friends are honest in our Christian walk, there are, there are things that, of all the time we've been sitting in the pews and knowing what to do and the right thing to do, like our character is not where it needs to be. Yeah. 
And I think a lot of that is because when the trials have come, we haven't been patient. Yeah. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in the moments um, in church. Those, Like we were talking about that Sunday night prayer night. These big, right, massive big, moments. Massive moments right. The Spirit's moving, and sometimes it's drawing. we got to be careful that we're not drawing on emotions. Um, we don't want to. We don't want to do that. But but sometimes as the spirit is moving and it's this big massive moment. You're around all kinds of people that are excited on fire for the Lord, and then you go home, or maybe you get in your car and you're alone and you're driving home. You're not in that environment anymore. How do you take what you just experienced and live that in your life? And it's so easy to when you're not surrounded by that. And like like you just said, you know, we are surrounded by a lot of those aspects because we work within the walls of the church every single day. Right. But those of you that aren't, you know, how do you take that that excitement for for Jesus and for ministry and for serving and and growing in your walk with Christ? How do you take that outside the walls of the church, outside those big, big, big spiritual, exciting moments? Well, and and, and I think that's the case. Like, so um, the other night, Ian, my uh, youngest son, he wanted me to uh, do a fire in the fire pit. And so uh, I found some, uh, you know, the bagged wood you can get at Publix or whatever. Yeah. I, I had a few pieces left. And um, so I, I put them on the fire pit, and I went and found – I had a little bit of lighter fluid left, right? Mm-hmm. And and so obviously we know what happened. I put the lighter fluid on it, and I lit the wood. The lighter fl- fluid burnt, mm-hmm. but then the lighter fluid burnt up, and the wood didn't mm-hmm. keep the fire. It had a little bit of – it obviously had some fire on it, right? Like there was a little bit of change to the structure of the wood, yeah. but it it didn't keep it didn't keep it wasn't on fire. Like it wasn't doing its what it was made to do. Yeah. In this situation. And and I think a lot of times that's what <clears throat> I'm very guilty of for those big type Sunday night events, right? I mean, that's just like a gaslight, man. That's like that's like we dump we dump lighter fluid yeah. all over our, yeah. our Christian life. And then that night we we lit the we lit that flame and it was like whoo but yeah. it was awesome like we experienced it like we felt the heat yeah right but like Monday you know you, you you still may you still may have a little bit of the smoke left you still may have a little bit of that char left you're like yeah this is good yeah. but you know what eventually it, it's not holding you know and and it, it's times like in those trials and, and perseverance that we go through that that really our character is built not the big not the big exciting moments which there's nothing wrong with those by the way. Yeah. But it's almost like those those can be a starting point if if we do it right. Like they they could be a starting point in Christian growth. Like if we hit the fire and then you know and then and then the, through the rest of the week we keep worshiping, we keep praising, we but but we personally do it and we personally yeah. you know follow Jesus and we personally you know look to Him and 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 find those areas in our lives where we need to grow to be more like Him because it goes on to say you know character and then character hope. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is like, what, what's great is, is that until we really are patient and wait on the Lord and, and our character grows, we're not going to really see the hope that God has to offer us. Yeah. And what's great about that hope is that that hope is there. Like that hope is always there because God is our hope and God is eternal. Mm-hmm. God is outside of everything we could comprehend and uh, his glory is is immense and that is where his hope lies is that in his being glorified in our lives yeah so when we go through a trial and we're patient and we wait on the lord to move and we wait on him to do his thing and we're growing in character and character is choosing to do the right thing over and over again 
Yeah. In the trial, I'm going to choose to have character, and I'm going to do the right thing over and over and over again. It's like faith in a sense, where faith says, even if it doesn't make sense, I'm going to act on it. Yeah. Because I have faith in the one who told me. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about the remember Jesus is that we remember that he justified us. Remember that he set us free and that he put us in his grace, and that we stand in that grace. Mm-hmm. And then when we go through the trial, we remember who Jesus is, and we're patient for the Lord to move, and we build character, and we choose to do right in the trial. We choose not to, to give in. We choose not to, to go back to old behaviors to help us feel better in the trial. We choose not to lose our temper in the trial. We choose to keep our perspective fixed on who God is and, and his glory in the trial. And then when yeah. we do that, we see that hope. And we can hold on to the hope. Yeah. And it said, goes on to say in Romans 5, 1 through 5, like towards the end it says, and that hope will never make us ashamed. Because mm-hmm. that hope is who God is and, and it's built completely in him. And it will never, you know, it'll never shame us. Yeah, that's good. So, I mean, it was just like, it was, it was really cool to, to get to, to share. It was moving to me, you know, it was just moving to me to do it and learned a lot about, you know, studying that, learned a lot about my character and just you know, things that God's doing and some weak, you know, a lot of weaknesses, you know, in, in that character. And, um, so uh, that's been really cool. Uh, what made me kind of think of that was then this morning I, I was, uh, this is a little video came on my timeline and, uh, it looked like it may have been a, an old video from a, um, some type of conference, um, of just, uh, some, maybe a denominational conference or something, but it was a Southern church and, a southern preacher on the stage and there was all kinds of people there and and uh i think there were like maybe like an independent baptist kind of thing uh but on the kind of the um the charismatic side like very loud high energy very excited mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily speaking in tongues charismatic or healing kind of charismatic but just guy starts singing and everybody goes nuts yeah there was a guy there's a guy standing on the pew waving his bible around you know a grown man in a suit standing on the pew like we tell kids like don't stand on the pew and there's this grown 35 year old man up there just yelling so excited you know and and there's a part of me that's like that because there's times i just you know i'm an emotional guy so i just get really i feel like you're gonna bring the stage stage some that I feel like you're bringing the stage down sometimes with your foot as your foot gets going, man. Yeah, I get, I get it. Yeah, it's, I get excited and uh, and stamp stamp my foot. I don't know if I ever told you this. We'll, I'll come back to that. But um, a friend of mine, she's in she's in our music ministry. Uh, she she started writing uh, fake comment cards and putting them in the offering plate oh. <laughs> just to mess with me and said it really distracts me when the worship leader stamps his foot. <laughs> and they and they. And it was just really funny. You know That's who you awesome. are, Brenda. So yeah. um, it was it was really funny. Um, but the the story behind the guy that was singing—he's a preacher, and he had cancer. Um, he had been diagnosed at the time with cancer, and um, I had never really heard the song before. But it was just kind of one of those uh, Southern song favorites, I guess. Uh, and it was called uh, "I'm on the Winning Side." Uh, and it was just really cool to hear him sing and and he got he teared up while he's and the guy acted like well i'm just a preacher and i'm not a singer but the guy had like this stellar like gospel tenor voice like mm. it was really good so he was he was kind of putting on airs a little bit on that <laughs> one, but but you know he sang that I, i'm on the winning side and um i just sat there and, and i you know i kind of just thought you know we we are we are on the winning side you know when we when we go through life, 
we're on the winning side. Our faith, and, and I'm working on this. I'm not where I'm at. I'm not. I'm not where I'm at. And I'm not sure where I'm headed with it in my life. But you know, our faith should be so bought in to who Jesus is and who God says He is, hmm. and really realizing also is another thing from Romans five that what really makes it the the you know the icing on the cake is that it says in there that God put has put his love in us by the Holy Spirit mm. you know and that really seals the deal mm-hmm. actually it, the Holy Spirit seals us till the day of redemption we're sealed yeah. by the Holy Spirit of promise but we're on the winning side you know in our faith if we if we, if, that, if we really believe that it would be something we would risk life for a thousand times because we're we've got so yeah. much faith in it because we believe it. we haven't seen it right we, we don't see it we don't see god mm-hmm. like we don't know what he looks like you know but we know he's there you know we yeah. believe he's there we have faith he's there you know it's like jesus said i think when thomas you know was doubting and struggling which was completely legit by the way um he looked at thomas and he said you know blessed are those who believe that don't see yeah. you know and that's us like we we, we don't see but we choose to believe I don't know. Like I, I've just been really thinking about yeah. that, you know, a lot. Even if we don't, we don't see our Savior face to face right now. It still blows my mind. I was just thinking of this the other night. This is like super cliche, but um, they had this. There was a super moon out right. uh, a couple nights ago, and so I just went outside. It was a beautiful night, um, and so I went outside and started looking at. And I just. I told Megan, I was like, I don't understand how people can deny God when you see creation. I mean, the word says that that he has seen, uh, we can see our Savior, our Creator all throughout creation and his beautiful, just his works that he's done. I, I don't I don't see how you can look at the intricate things of life and the world and, and, and say, oh, science did that rather than a mighty God did that. So... I think that God has put things, I mean, obviously faith is, is believing without seeing, but I feel like we, even that, we, we, we can see God all, all around us in, in the beautiful, intricate things of creation that he's given to us in, mm. in these beautiful things. That, yeah. I was reading a book one time uh, called The Imperfect Disciple, and um, it was talking about, he said, we so often don't take time to just go and behold the beauty and the glory of our creator. That's a good word. So he he was talking about, you know, yeah, sure, faith is believing without seeing, but why don't you just take time to go outside, look up, see his creation, and tell me that you can't believe that there is a God. I, I just don't like it. it just I it's, mean, it's, I maybe got a different to, mindset. It's hard to comprehend. Yeah, yeah, it, it's hard to comprehend. I, I feel like you know we don't need to get into this whole yeah, we can't, debate. Yeah, we yeah, can't do yeah, that right yeah, now. That's a can of worms. Yeah, but but you're right though. Like if we, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, especially for you know you know, and again, we we've, we've had the advantage of of growing up, you know, in in the church culture and with parents that taught us, you know, that truth, yeah. you know, of who God is and, and what he's done and creation and those kind of things. But I, I agree with you, though. Like, I I just, I, I walk out and look at something like that, you know, or, or you know, just I, sometimes I'm, you know, I let the dog out at night and I'm just standing in the backyard and I look up and I can see stars everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it just all seems so, like, perfect, you know, and yeah. I'm just like, there's no way 
that all of this intricacy uh, around me, even the intricacy that's just in one cell of our DNA, yeah, happened by chance yeah. or by coincidence. Yeah. You know, there's there's a God, and and uh, and then that God just went above and beyond for us. Yeah, you know? and you know, and, and just seeing that, you know, it does like we're on the winning side. You know, we're on the winning side. We we have because of what Christ has done, and we can come to faith in him believing just completely mm-hmm. buying into it. Yeah. Uh, we're on the winning side. We're going to, we're going to win. We're, we're going to win. And, and we need to just walk step by step every day, believing that. And, and winning is not for us. Winning is for God's glory. Like God's glory always wins. Yeah. it's a good so word. We, so we just pursue God's glory. I'm not talking about like life's going to be great. Like there's going to be a lot, a lot of people, a lot of believers, man, they're they have tough lives, really yeah. tough lives. You know, they're going to be touched by trial, tribulation, grief, and pain over and over. And I don't like it and I don't understand it. But if I can choose to believe and I can choose to have faith in God and who he says he is, if, if, if that becomes my life, which I really hope it doesn't, but <laughs> if it does, <laughs> you know, maybe I can, maybe God will allow me to, to see like the apostle Paul and, and rejoice in the trial, in the tribulation, mm-hmm. and know that at the core, because you know sometimes we have to be reminded that the the core of who we are is not all the other things around us, or that we've done, yeah. or people we're close to, or our family, or our job. It's just kind of a those are superficial things to an extent. Mm-hmm. The core of who we are is sons and daughters of the Most High God. That's yeah. our definition of who we are if we've come to faith in Christ. Yeah. You know, and we're adopted into the family of God. And when you're adopted into the family, nothing can nothing can take you out of that. When 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 I adopted my children, they became officially Wagamots. Mm-hmm. And no one, no judge, no government, no person can can change that, can take that away. And if if our God says that, then how much more powerful is that mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. a state government? Yeah, you know that's good. How much more powerful that is just me than just me saying it? If God says that, you're adopted in the family of God. So if everything you have through trial and tribulation is taken away and you're just standing there in the middle of the street with nothing to your name, mm. you are at your core completely defined as being a son of God, a daughter of God. Yeah. Then that's how we know that hope won't make us ashamed. Yeah. Because we hold on to that. And we hold on to that hope because God's glory is eternal and our life here is just temporary. So the temporary trials and tribulations will one day pass away for eternal glory of God's presence. Yeah. And that'll be awesome. Um, That's good. You know, another thing, you know, I know this is really random, so we haven't really talked about a lot of worshipy stuff. Although I think all that, like, I, I, I do I do think that all of that plays into worship, right? I mean, if, if yeah. we can sing and play our instruments and uh, worship, uh, worship from that spot every time we come together 
Can you imagine? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I might be standing on top of a yeah. pew <laughs> with my Bible in the air, yeah. yelling, you know, I might be doing that. Um, you know, the other thing, uh, and it, we want to thank everybody for sticking with us this and long. This is, this is super long. It's getting really long. We might need to cut this into two episodes. It's a long but... podcast. I don't know. You know, people can stop and play. They can resume <laughs> it on their own, you know. You know, that's extra editing. Um, <laughs> um, it's also a good, you know, this is also good, too, because it gives us a chance to kind of catch up, you know, with everybody and, and let them know where we're at. So I Just like so that. you know, these are, these are like raw conversations. This right. is... This is not a rehearsed, like, we're not trying to be this rehearsed podcast. This is Stephen and I having this raw conversation of um, ministry and different aspects of ministry and the Christian walk and kind of where we are and where our church is. And so you may not, like, relate to any of this, but we hope that that this in some way um, you can find useful or, or a blessing or in a way that you can, I mean, we're being... This is meant to be transparent as well of who we are as your worship leaders. So that's why, you know, some of these conversations are going to go a little long because, I mean, man, we're just we're just moving. We're just, yeah, <laughs> we're just no, going. I, I think see, you're exactly right, you know, and that's that's our goal. You know, and, and I know we'll, we'll have several people involved in our ministry, you know, that listen to this and that are our friends. And and it's just kind of is, is a good way to, like, help you as you engage with us on Sundays and Wednesdays yeah. and Tuesdays and in special events to – you know, it kind of helps us to kind of be in the same place, to know where yeah. each other is. Um, you know, kind of as we wrap it up, um, thinking about, like, the hope and, and the glory of God and, and uh, how God's glory is eternal. Um, it, you know, when we hold on to the eternal aspect of what God has done for us. Not, not just, not just like, Hey, it's going to be really cool to be on streets of gold and you know, whatever, you know, whatever that looks like, whatever that really means, you know, at the end, at the end of the day or mansions or rooms or, you know, what's it going to be like, you know, we, yeah. we, we get, you know, uh, our, our language is um, very minimal, hmm. you know, to be able to describe yeah. what it's going to be like, you know? And so I appreciate the Lord trying to not trying to, but the Lord giving us, what he thought we could hold on to for a little bit, you know, until we get there. And, and that, that will be really cool, but, you know, when we walk through life holding on to the eternal hope of experiencing the glory of God, you know, and, and really actually having that full feeling of being completely whole, because hmm. none of us have ever felt that. We don't know what it's like to be completely whole because we're, born into an imperfect world and that one day when we see Jesus face to face he's going to make us whole hmm. and so when we worship and when we grow and we walk with the Lord in every situation we can look to that and we can hold on to that and that's the hope that won't let us be ashamed I, just before we came on I was telling Stephen uh, uh I saw a little clip of, uh, like, a you know, and, uh, these always get me. Like, I am the biggest sap. But the soldier dad's coming home. And when there was a video of a uh, soldier dad just kind of walking up 
it was like a driveway or something, a little rural house, and um, it was a, just a little phone video. And his daughter, ah, she couldn't have been seven, maybe, I don't know, six or seven. Sweet little girl, like saw him, and she just like ran to him. I mean, just full out, just tears of joy. Ran to her dad and just like he just wrapped her up and she just wrapped up into his arms and it was just like moving to watch. I can't think, I can't but think like if we worship from a place in every situation, every situation in our life, knowing that one day when God calls us, it's probably going to be like that. Not, not that he hasn't been there the whole time. You know, I know the metaphor can break down, the imagery can break down, but that we're just going to run and he is just going to wrap us all completely up and all will be right, mm. you know, and all will be made whole like it should be. Uh, and I think if we worship from that way, when we sing and when we hear God's word and when we pray together, we give and when we, you know, read scripture, I think that would change, change our, change our worship yeah. for the better. I think it would be impactful to those around us and an encouragement to our daily life. Um, so here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna um, we're gonna wrap up our podcast. Uh, we're, we'll we'll do another one actually pretty soon. Um, maybe maybe here in the next uh, few days or uh, the beginning of next week. Um, but Stephen and I are going to talk about uh, how to handle discouragement um, when you know you're when you feel like you're doing the right yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're going to talk about that. It'll be good. Stephen, you got any any closing thoughts as we as we wrap up? No, just thank you for for joining us. It's been like eight months since we've <laughs> done a podcast. Um, so I don't know. I really I really enjoyed this, uh, and I hope you've been blessed by it. And um, and just some some good word in there, uh, good words on on hope and and um, faith and where we find our identity and and just man, the reason why we worship is not to be this this act that we feel like we have to to go through as a Christian. We don't worship because it's something that we worship because we're commanded to do it, but it should be we worship because we long to see our savior we long to worship him we long to give him everything we have just abandon abandon our our sorrow abandon our grief abandon our this discouragement that we may have and we'll talk about that a little bit later but um and just come to the throne of god and say i give you everything and i'm gonna worship you with all my heart all my mind all my soul and all my strength, because you alone are worthy of it. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, We hope this encourages you, and we will see you soon with another podcast on discouragement. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, (laughs) blessings, guys. Thanks for listening to Worship Distributed. Thank you.